This is a preview from today's angel story. From that moment on, I honestly felt that the stick was almost like our group's insurance policy, protecting us so that things would go our way. And for the most part, they did. The stick didn't let us down. And literally, I couldn't shake that stick, even when I had a few careless moments during the week and forgot it at various stops. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Abby, who's going to share her angel story. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julie. Hi. Great, great to be here. Oh, so great to have you. Thank you for being here and thank you for doing this. I'm going to have you take it away and share your story. Okay, great. So my story is something I wrote and I'm just going to read the story right now and just a little bit of backstory. Um, It's about the Camino de Santiago, which is a spiritual pilgrimage in Spain that many people take for many different reasons. Um, I did it with uh, some members of my family this past fall. So that's A little intro for you. Amazing. Okay. So um, a Camino story about butterflies, a walking stick, and the end of the world. My week-long journey on Spain's Camino de Santiago was just what the doctor ordered. They say once Camino starts, the moment they they decide to go on the Camino de Santiago. If this is the case, mine started in 2012 when I was volunteering at an English immersion in Spain. My new friend, Marife, told me all about this pilgrimage and encouraged me to do it. She told me about the many routes of the Camino, all that lead to the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela, or Cathedral of St. James. Um, And it's a Camino that pilgrims take on foot as a way of paying homage to this apostle, St. James. And everyone goes for a different reason. Some have religious reasons, others as a way to unplug and get more clarity. Some go on the Camino to get over a loss and still others just for the physical challenge. I was immediately intrigued. So in 2012, I went back home and scoured the internet for more information and found a great movie called The Way that told me more about the Camino. I shared my new discovery with my parents, who were in their mid-80s at the time. Both of them thought the Camino sounded amazing and wished they were 20 years younger so they could do it too. Not that they weren't in amazing shape for their age. My dad had recently completed a week-long trip to the Boundary Waters, and he he had a walking stick that he'd made from a tree branch to show for it. My mom was active herself, and she went on daily walks around their subdivision but they still weren't in Camino shape. So wished me well and said they that someday I should do it. 
During one of our Camino conversations, my dad actually handed me his walking stick and said, here, take it, kiddo. Use it to walk the Camino. I wish I could be there with you, but carry it with you and I'll be by your side. I accepted the stick, hoping that my parents would be there to report back to when I finally got to use it. Unfortunately, both my parents passed in 2020. Losing them in the midst of the chaos of the pandemic made that year excruciating and exhausting. My dad had passed in May of 2020, and while we were able to see him once or twice, we, we weren't able to be here, there with him when he'd passed. However, by November of that year, the COVID situation had improved a little, and since my mom was then in hospice care, we were allowed to be with her in her final days, which is something my family and I just treasure. On one of those visits, my brothers were in the room with my mom during one of her final nights. She was in and out of consciousness and no longer conversational. However, in the middle of the night, our mom sat straight up in bed and said to my brothers, I'll be a butterfly at Christmas, and then went back to sleep. My brothers immediately texted this proclamation to my sisters and me, and it became one of the first indications showing she knew the end was near. During that week, she did other things. She'd wake up and start praying the Hail Mary, or she'd start staring into the distance and then call for her brother or ask to be taken to her grandparents' farm. It was both saddening and reassuring, giving us some proof that maybe the veil between heaven and earth is indeed very thin and closer than we think. Our mom passed on December 4th, and we realized she was indeed like a butterfly, transforming and moving into the afterlife by Christmas. Fast forward to 2022. My sister-in-law and her friend were organizing a trip to walk the Camino with a group that included my brother, niece, nephew, and other family. Knowing about my desire to do the walk, my sister-in-law invited me along. After everything that happened the past two years, I knew beyond a doubt that it was my time. I was excited to go, but intrigued to find out if there was truth in the stories I'd heard that magical things happen on the Camino. Camino magic is how people describe these occurrences, and many say that they're proof that the veil between heaven and earth is indeed thinner on the Camino. The concept of this veil between heaven and earth intrigued me even more. For a while, I for a while I already believed that both my parents were enjoying the other side. I wanted to get a better understanding of what that was like. Plus, I really needed closure as well as the time and space to make sense of everything that had happened. And to be honest, I was hoping for signs for them along the Camino. The search for magic. So I traveled to Spain in search of magic and peace. I didn't have to look far because just being on the Camino felt magical. I knew I was on sacred territory where for thousands of years, pilgrims, those that's the name for those walking the, the Camino, have walked the same trails in search of spiritual enlightenment, understanding, and the answers to life's problems. Pilgrims have done the Camino at times of grief, crossroads, or to overcome obstacles or blocks. The reason behind everybody's Camino is extremely personal, but for most, it can be described as sort of a magical calling. I felt that magic just as soon as my group and I met up at our starting point. There were 13 of us, and each of us came with a different background, different reason for walking, and we were all connected in some way, either as family or friends. But by the end of the week, we were indeed a Camino family. 
Throughout the course of our six-day Camino, we naturally migrated from person to person. It was like a week of working the crowd at a cocktail party. We'd have conversations, finish them, and then perhaps talk to someone else. We talked not so much about the Camino, but about random things, life experiences, and future plans. I'm pretty sure everybody knew my reason for walking the Camino, that being tied to the walking stick and my parents, but I didn't know their personal reasons, nor did we really talk about them. Instead, those reasons came to life and played out in conversations, discoveries, and quiet moments we all experienced along the way. Most of the members of the group had lost their parents, and somehow we all talked about those people. The funny thing was that none of these conversations were contrived or forced, and instead, the sentiments and memories shared were cathartic for both of us. As we traveled along the paths that had been walked for so many years, it's as if we naturally fell into the conversations we needed to have and heard the messages that were meant for us at precise moments in time. Butterfly magic. During many of my conversations on the Camino, I shared stories of how my parents had reached out to me from the other side. These stories were too real to deny. Mary, one of the members of my group, and I walked together often that week. One day I told her a story about the weeks following my mom's death, when one of my online students, a first grader, stopped in the middle of class and blurted out, and the butterfly says, hi, Miss Algiers. Startled, I asked the girl why she said why she said that, and she had no reply. For me, it was my mom letting me know that she was okay. Later in the school year, when I met that little girl in person, she randomly presented me with a picture she'd drawn. It was of an ice cream cone with angel wings holding onto a heart that said, love, love, love. Fast forward to butterfly ma- butterflies and Camino magic. A day after I shared my butterfly story with Mary, our group was waiting in the lobby of a hotel. Only one of our rooms was ready, Mary's. She had the key, but hadn't gone into her room yet. Mary noticed I looked tired and thought I might need a bathroom. Here, take my key and go use our bathroom. Now, unlike the 50 times along the Camino where there was no bathroom, at that minute, I really didn't need one. But something told me to go. As I entered, the shower curtain immediately caught my attention. It was decorated with butterflies, of course. It felt like a message from my mom saying, hey, I was with you on your walk today. And well, yes, it's true that butterfly curtains aren't that much of an oddity. They're not exactly standard issue in hotels or in hotels in Spain. Flash forward to a few days later when we arrived in Santiago. All of us were at different hotels and mine was farther away from the group. Since I'm directionally challenged, I was on the phone with my husband, who happens to be a whiz with maps. He was guiding me through the streets and walked and talked with me as I made my way to the hotel. He saw some shops on his map as he led me and pointed them out because I told him earlier that I needed a sweater for that night's dinner. As I got close to my hotel, he amazed me with his knowledge of the nearby stores. If you turn right, there will be three stores. The first one is really close to your hotel. Go to that one. Then there's a couple buildings down down the way. There's two more shops to hit. I made a note of those stores as I headed for my hotel and specifically ruled out the first one as it seemed a little bit too golden girls for me, not my style. 
10 minutes later, I checked into my hotel, dropped off my stuff, and was ready to shop. With my plan in place, I walked past the first store in search of something better. Yet for some reason, something told me to go back, and I literally stopped in my tracks and turned around to go to the first store. The minute I was inside, it became clear why why I was there. The first thing I saw was a butterfly t-shirt. Again, yes, there are many butterfly t-shirts in the world, but this one seemed to have a special message for me. It said, eternal soul, in the dark, look for the stars. So of course I bought the shirt. The magical walking stick. Over the course of the week, my walking stick felt like it had its own magic. It was as if my dad was walking there beside me. I leaned on it during our 19-mile walk up that was 75% uphill, and during the moments we dealt with downpours. At one point, I believe I used it to ward off a potential storm. The sky was blacker than black, and I turned to Tom, who I was walking with, and said, JLA will fix this. And I pointed the stick up at the sky in a very dramatic way, only half kidding knowing JLA would be on the case. Note, JLA is my dad's nickname and initials and the name my siblings and I often would use to refer to him in a joking way. I proclaimed, JLA, we cannot have any rain today. Guess what? The clouds lightened shortly after my heavenly request and soon we were walking in the sun. From that moment on, I honestly felt that the stick was almost like our group's insurance policy protecting us so that things would go our way. And for the most part, they did. The stick didn't let us down. And literally, I couldn't shake that stick, even when I had a few careless moments during the week and forgot it at various stops. Once I left it hanging in a bathroom, another time at a bar after getting our pilgrim passport stamped. But each time somebody in our group found it and returned it to me. I carried that stick all the way to the outskirts of Santiago and then handed it over to my brother, thinking he should escort JLA into the city. It was a quiet and emotional walk for all of us as we made our way toward the cathedral, where we'd gather with other pilgrims also coming into Santiago that day, all celebrating the accomplishment of completing the Camino, both happy and sad that it was coming to an end. Our last day in Santiago was a busy one. We got up early to head to a special mass at the pilgrim's office near the cathedral. This daily 1030 mass is said in English, and those who who email ahead of time can request to have a mass said in memory of a loved one. I had requested that the mass be said for my parents, as well as the parents of others in our group. I was expecting a powerful and moving mass. We hadn't been able to have a regular funeral for either of my parents, so this was sort of a replacement for that. Prior to Mass, the priest asked everyone in the church to stand and report where they'd come from and where they started their Caminos. Pilgrims were there from around the world, Ireland, England, the Philippines, and various spots around the U.S. The introductions made us feel like our Camino family had just grown, and a magical feeling of connectedness overtook us during the Mass. Then came the Mass, which we had not planned or given any special song requests. We had simply requested that it be said for our parents. In true Camino magic, Mass started with my mom and my sister-in-law's father's favorite church, church song, How Great Thou Art, and ended with my dad's favorite, Amazing Grace. 
We could all feel the presence of our loved ones during that mass. After mass, my brother and his wife, as well as two other couples in our group, renewed their vows. During the ceremony, I glanced at the offertory candles and the box of extra candles below. On it, clear as day, was the brand name St. Killian's, which coincidentally was my parents' home parish. All signs pointed to them being with us as we remembered them. And then the last sign, that was literally a sign. Perhaps what was so emotional about that mass was that it was at the the point at which I really reflected on everything I'd gone through to get to that point, both during the week of the Camino and in the two years leading up to it. My walking stick represented all of that to me, and I was so happy I had brought it, not lost it, and then had it with me at Mass. After Mass, our group dispersed for a few hours to explore Santiago. We had someone of a, of a schedule to follow as we needed to be at the bus stop at precisely five to catch a bus to Finisterre, otherwise known as the end of the world. Since I had a few hours to myself, I wanted to explore Santiago, grab some lunch, and then go back to my hotel to change before our bus ride. However, I was distracted because my phone was dying and I needed it to lead me to my hotel and around in general. So when I saw a cell phone shop, I rushed in and bought a battery pack so I'd have more freedom to explore without worrying about my phone. I found a cheap but effective battery, paid and left, totally starving and in need of a chance to sit down and refuel. About an hour and a half later, I was back at my hotel looking forward to relaxing and calling my husband. I decided to call first and quickly got into a story recounting the day, telling him I'd have to go soon because our group would be meeting in about an hour. As I told him about the mass and, and taking the stick with me, I froze. The stick. Where was the stick? In a panic, I scanned my hotel room. Not there. Oh my God, my stick. I have to go. I was out of my mind. How could I manage to get the stick to Spain, carry it for six days, and then lose it at the most important moment? I ran out of the room trying to stay calm and think about where I could have left it. Then I remembered the cell phone store. I had leaned the stick up against the counter when I paid, even thinking to myself at the time, don't forget this. And I forgot it. This is a good point in the story to mention that any other normal person would calmly think, oh, I'll just go back to the store and get it. But then there's me. I have no sense of direction. I get lost in a paper bag. So I quickly called my husband back, apologized for hanging up on him and said, you've got to lead me back to that store. But what was the name of the store? I somehow miraculously found the receipt in my pocket and whipped it out to try and find the name. Of course, it was faded and somewhat illegible. Luckily, at the same time, maybe an angel, but a very perceptive and lovely woman appeared next to me and could tell I was losing it. She asked if I needed help. I told her I needed to find the name of the store and I couldn't make, out, make it out in the receipt. She helped me, helped me look it up on my phone, and soon I was on my way. I shared my location with my husband so that he could guide me. And 10 minutes later, I was outside the store praying I'd see the stick at the counter. I walked in, locked eyes with the clerk, and didn't see the stick. Then I asked the clerk in a panic, was my stick there? He calmly nodded, 
grabbed another one of the chips he was eating and pointed to the stick around the corner. I was so relieved. With relief, I headed back to the hotel, realizing I had barely any time at all to get ready for my journey to the end of the world. So the pressure was on to get there fast. I hid the return route on my phone's return map and shared my location with my husband. If you've listened to my story this far, you understand why I did this and will also not be surprised why five minutes into my walk, I found myself on a street I'd never seen before in a neighborhood that felt nothing like the urban route I'd previously traveled. Just as I was about to freak out, my husband called me with the revelation, you are way off course. Thank you for that revelation, I told him. I said I knew and said I was going to stop and let my phone recalibrate. I looked across the street to see if I could find a street sign. And once again, I froze in my tracks. But this time, it was a way where I really wasn't sure if I could move or speak. Eric, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Meanwhile, Eric was freaking out on the other line, thinking I was either getting held up or about to get hit by a bus. I took a picture of the building I saw, a nondescript office building with no flashy advertising or logos, only three letters, and sent it to him. He replied with a simple, oh my God, JLA, JLA were the only three letters on that building. JLA, my dad's initials the name my siblings and I called him. The first part of his JLA-151 pager handle when he practiced medicine. I looked at that building and with all of my being knew that it was the sign I had been looking for. My dad was saying, hey, I sure was with you this whole time walking and I'm always here. Stunned, I made my way back to the hotel and got ready to go to Finisterre or the end of the world. Finisterre is the point of the Camino that's as spiritual and magical as the Camino itself. It's the spot where many pilgrims leave objects they've carried with them on their journeys as a means to let go of the things they've carried in their pre-Camino lives. I had carried two pilgrim shells made by my sister as a tribute to our parents. I left the shells next to the cross, reflecting on everything that had happened that week and over the past two years. An enormous sense of peace overcame me as I did this, and I knew with 100% of my being that my parents were okay and that our loved ones do live on. I also walked away understanding that the magic of the Camino lies in the fact that it gives us and gives and shows us exactly what we need for our journeys on the Camino and our journeys of life. So those were my magical moments of the Camino, just reinforced why I why I took the journey when I did and it was just incredible. Oh, Abby, this story is just amazing. I love 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 that your dad took you off course to show you that sign and and you were safe and everything was okay and brought you right totally. back but had to bring you to this building to see the sign. Right. And it was, it was just, you know, there aren't buildings that say JLA. It wasn't like, you know, Juan's, you know, Restaurante or anything like that. It was, it was such an unusual sign. So it was, wow. it was incredible. Yeah. That really is incredible. There's a couple of things that I want to do. I'm always, when I am 
having somebody share their angel story, there's always stuff that tends to come through. Sometimes spirit says it's more private. So I want to kind of not share that online, but we'll share that afterwards, just you and I. The one thing that I do want to do though for everybody, and this is spirit bringing this through, is if people aren't driving and they're able to just kind of put their hands on their hearts, And I want you to just take a deep breath, close your eyes if you're able. And Spirit says, in a way, we've all been on a journey, a pilgrimage of our own over the last couple of years. And that it's okay right here, right now to surrender the one or two things that come up within your mind that you know just aren't serving you right now at this time in your life. And with your eyes closed, I want you to see yourself scooping these pieces of energy out of your body, these pieces that aren't serving you, Maybe their behaviors, maybe their actions, maybe their mistakes that you keep ruminating on. Maybe their thoughts that you keep ruminating on. Identify one or two of them. And with your imagination, I want you to just see yourself scooping that energy out of your physical body. You continue to scoop, scoop, scoop. And as you bring this energy out of your physical body, Archangel Michael is right there in front of you to take this energy that's not serving you. And he just transmutes all of this energy into love. I want you to go back one more time into your body. Feel yourself scooping out everything that just does not serve you. The behaviors, the thoughts, the action, a past mistake. Release it all from your physical being. Scoop it out so that it's right in front of you, a few feet in front of you. And just see it as Archangel Michael takes that energy, holds it, and with his intention, turns it into love. After this, Archangel Michael comes over, places his hand on your heart, and fills you with all of the energies, strength, thought, feelings, behaviors, actions that you need for this next part of your journey over the next year. Archangel Michael lifts your chin so that you're looking in his eyes. And he said, everything that you need for your journey is within you. Ask for the sign that you need 
and it will be shown. Ask for everything that you need along the way and it will be given. I want you to feel with your heart chakra that you know like you know like you know that Archangel Michael's words are true. You are guided, you are led, you are protected. And I want you to just get this vision of yourself. Maybe it's a year in the future, five years, 10 years, 35 years in the future. And I want you to see yourself throwing your hands up in the air like, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Because every single thing that my heart longed for in this lifetime, I was able to do, achieve in co-creation with you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And friends, I just want you to tune back into the energy of your physical body. Does your physical body feel different? Does it feel more at ease, more calm? more strengthened, more at peace. Thank Archangel Michael for helping us get to this vibrational frequency today. And you can come back to me when you're ready. Yay. Thank you everybody for being here. We are looking for angel stories. If you'd like to share those, please go to the website and submit your angel story today. It's theangelmedium.com. We'll see you here next week with all new episodes. Bye everybody. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions.
Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.